Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Darayay, Yalaming, Darayay, Yalaming Murala, welcome, welcome home. Thank you all for making the effort to be here this morning. We really appreciate that, supporting each other's practice. Um, Unfortunately, as I said before, I've got some noise in the background, so I hope it doesn't disturb our guided meditation too much today. Um, there are basically two kinds of guided meditations. Um, the first kind was demonstrated by Elizabeth a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the main method of that kind of guided meditation is one of direction, where the listener attention is directed to, for example, various locations in the body. Um, and that's, and that's a very good kind of guided meditation that's well known in, in Buddhism. And you'll also find that a lot in secular mindfulness. The other kind of guided meditation um, uses the method more of questions. It's more of a form of inquiry. And um, it's an inquiry into our experience, an inquiry into the experiencing of experience, asking questions such as what or who is it that's experiencing this? And uh, you find that kind of guided meditation in, in both the uh, Advaita Vedanta tradition in, in, and in some Buddhist circles that have been influenced by Yogacara practice. Or, unity practice and um, so this morning we'll be doing a kind of inquiry guided meditation practice and uh, it's divided into two parts so we'll do part one today um, so I'm calling it uh, ordinary mind is Buddha and part one shamatha or calm abiding so please make yourselves comfortable Just going to start with a quote by a very um, quite well-known Japanese Zen master who died in about 2018 named Harada Tengen. That which we most deeply yearn for is the thing that is already most fully present. 
already the very closest to us. Thus, our ancestral teachers, according to their own circumstances at hand, have always shown that Buddha is now here. So we place our focus now here. Shamatha practice or calm abiding, um, you'll often find is introduced with meditation on an object such as a breath, the breath, or a mantra. But um, this morning we will be practicing calm abiding without a meditation object. So we will be investigating uh, ordinary mind is Buddha. So just settling. Settling through the breath and the body, connecting to the earth. Hands resting in the Zen Mudra position or resting on your lap. Feeling at ease, relaxing, yet at the same time attentive. Eyes can be open or slightly closed or closed. beautiful sitting here, knowing we're all sitting here together in this here and now moment. Even though we're in our different locations, we are sharing this moment together. Ordinary mind is always here. Closer than close, nearer than near. In fact, it's inseparable from who we truly are. Ordinary mind is Buddha. There is no need to go in search of it. If we go in search of it, the farther away it will go. If we go in search of it, it will always be out of reach. If we go in search of it, it will always be like that donkey trying to catch the carrot forever out of reach thinking that it's something outside of this experience right now. 
if you, if you do go in search of it, you will never find it. Ordinary mind is nothing special. It is not a concentrated mind. It is a very ordinary mind. However, don't think ordinary mind is referring to our ordinary thinking mind, our discriminating or dualistic mind. Thoughts of good and bad, liking or disliking, right or wrong. These thoughts come and go like clouds passing through the sky. Our practice is not to become entangled with those kinds of dualistic thoughts. So ordinary mind is not your thoughts. Rather, ask yourself the question, who or what knows or is aware of your thoughts? Who or what knows or is aware of your thoughts? That's the main inquiry question in this meditation. Sounds and sensations and sights also come and go like thoughts, like clouds. They too are constantly changing, constantly coming and going. So the same inquiry question, who or what is it that knows or is aware of sounds, sensations and sights? Just continue to ask yourself the question for a few minutes now, who is hearing or who is thinking or who or what is feeling? Who or what is seeing? Just hold that question and rest in the awareness or the experiencing of all these different experiences. We'll just now go into silence for five minutes.
Who or what is hearing? Who or what is seeing? These questions are called pointing questions. They are pointing to what we call our ordinary mind, our Buddha mind. This mind is always here. But we are not always awake to this mind.
There are many synonyms used to refer to this, what we're pointing to, which is ultimately beyond words. Ordinary mind, Buddha mind, big mind, true self, no self. Joko Beck used the word experiencing as distinct from the experiences that come and go. So ordinary mind is the knower or the known. That cannot be known. The seer of the seen that cannot be seen. Which is why a Bodhidharma replied to the emperor's question, who is this who is standing before me? He said, I don't know. Resting in this ordinary mind, in this awake awareness that we truly are, is what we call taking refuge in Buddha, or simply calm abiding. Nowhere to go, nothing to be. Just resting in this. So please rest joyfully in this. As we go back into the silence of who we truly are. This is also referred to in Dogen Zen as turning the light around and dropping off body and mind. Just awareness of awareness, just resting in this. Awareness is the light, the light shining upon the light, awareness shining upon awareness. And all the objects, all the phenomena that come and goes is illuminated in this awareness. This awareness doesn't come and go. Hence, you can rest in it. You don't have to rest in an object which comes and goes. Don't rest in thoughts. Just rest in the awareness.
So taking refuge in Buddha is taking refuge in the unborn and the undying. Freedom, peace and happiness. All beings by nature are Buddha. This ordinary mind is nothing special. It's absolute equality. All beings are Buddha. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. Perfect and complete. We don't, we don't sit to become Buddha, we don't meditate to become Buddha, we sit to express our Buddha nature. Sitting Zazen is expressing our Buddha nature, practice and realization are inseparable. Meditation is not a means to an end. We are already complete.
So that bell indicates we're now moving into the 10 minutes of uh, witnessing, where we can feel free just to rest in the silence, or you can feel free to express yourself with some words, expressing whatever you are experiencing right now in this moment. If you are going to express yourself in words, remember to unmute yourself and then when you've finished, mute yourself again. I'm um, reminded something that comes up for me um, fairly regularly with with practice is um, back in the late 80s I did quite a bit of study with a with one called Bartholomew and um, he um, expressed much about finding rather than seeking as an attitude for or as a directive for spiritual, whatever you call it. <laughs> um, which I think for me brings me back into the moment rather than seeking as you were saying, seeking this or seeking that or seeking. To find is what we have here is finding. I just thought I'd share that one. A synonym of finding, which you'll often find in Buddhist teachings, is recognition. This kind of inquiry is about recognition. 
recognition of your true nature. Sometimes realization is used or awakening. I'm exploring the experience of not knowing and feeling quite excited or reassured by just being with that experience. Not knowing is most intimate. I was starting to get a, um, a feeling again, or a remembering of when I was um, about 16 and then when I was about three or four. Um, and it was just that same, <clears throat> the same thing, whatever it was, the same person. Um, so just that constancy over time, whoever that is. Yes, the, uh, the ordinary mind of the four-year-old and the 16-year-old and the 50-whatever-year-old you are now, it's the same ordinary mind in a way. Yeah. Got a funny little one um, to share. When we were sitting earlier, listening to the words, somehow it seemed like there was some difference between Buddha nature and all the thoughts going past and Um, yeah, through the mind, and I've been having a sip of tea and uh, thinking how 
the cup is uh, fundamental and water comes and goes or tea comes and goes but then I thought well where's the separation so I'll have some more tea very nice there's the no separation between the cup and the water or the cup and the tea they are inseparable um, in the same way that the experiences are inseparable from experiencing or the contents of awareness are inseparable from awareness but thoughts are not aware of thoughts so thoughts don't know themselves. Objects don't know themselves. The objects that are appearing in the, in the awareness which knows the objects is the main distinction. So when you ask yourself, is awareness present? Am I experiencing? Is there knowing? Well, yes, of course, there always is. And how do I know this? What is it that knows awareness? Only awareness knows awareness. Now awareness can simply be awareness of itself when we simply rest in awareness. We'll finish with the practice principles. <clears throat> 